Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening and happy labor day ladies and gentlemen degenerates gamblers tampa bay buccaneers fans fans of the nfl shield nfl betters fantasy football players anybody i might have left out far and wide welcome in to episode number 118 of the talking the line podcast and as always Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful September 6th, 2021. If you're watching live, you saw me almost say August there. Got to get into September. We're now the second official week in here, so let's get after it. But before we do, three days away from the start of the NFL season, we have loads to talk about. Please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional ttl crew content dropping as a reminder wise words our new show coming out this wednesday you do not want to miss the absolute electric first episode Next item up on the docket, if you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart, you got a couple extra seconds, hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over in the live chat if you are watching live, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL crew's social platforms, our additional content, and the TalkingTheLine.com website so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful people all over joining us today, I am your humble host, Colton. Colt 45 Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by the Talk in the Line podcast. As always, give us your support, your following, and get some stone-cold analysis, info, insights, and everything in between. We have a loaded NFL special edition season preview on tap for you today, but I keep saying we. I keep saying crew. I keep saying us. I haven't yet brought in the second half of Talking the Line Sports Media. The man that sits to my left on every episode of the Talking the Line podcast, the co-host of the TTL pod, now the co-host of the Wise Words pod, the resident cheesehead himself, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, who could be better on this fine Labor Day after a beautiful weekend of college football, a little bit more on the deck tonight, and of course, NFL football 
is in the uh it's in the sights it's on the horizon we can't wait and uh you know we're dancing over here it, it, i i can't help myself from dancing and just in the middle of my day just thinking about it because it's going to be electric and uh there's a certain team that we're talking about today that's going to be playing uh on this thursday night my friend oh you best believe it and that is the tampa bay q gronkineers will now no longer q because aq shipley has uh looks like retired from the nfl but he is uh helping out on the side down sure, there sure. in tampa bay a little coaching uh, but yeah, we got a load to talk about today. But before we do, coming off of a beautiful, beautiful week in a college football, uh, we uh, had the college football special edition on Friday, pretty much gave out picks for every single doggone play in every single game. Uh, went pretty well overall. Uh, Friday went really solid. Yesterday went really solid. And then Saturday was kind of a wheel spinning mm-hmm. day. So our guest on Wise Words actually told me something very wise, and you guys will hear it soon, but he said... Never chase your losses. You're only one day away from going 4-0. And man, oh man, is that the truth. Every single time we get to talk to somebody new, it just refines those betting skills just Mm -hmm. a little bit more and makes us just that much better. So we can't wait to bring wise words to you. And we have plenty of other announcements and updates to get to here at the end of the show so make sure you stick around uh we'll have our mag sidebar some banter a little bit of additional uh back and forth some updates and then as always i got you covered with my motivation minutes it is quote of the month time you better be ready this one is hot and heavy and we got a couple different perspectives coming on this one so make sure you stay tuned all the way to the end you need a little extra inspiration motivation get you started on this labor day week all that being said Let's get into today's season preview. Today's team of the day, ladies and gentlemen, I know you saw the title. I know you saw the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Brady on the YouTube thumbnail if you did click on there. But let's get things straight so we're all on the same page. Today's team of the day, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, there's an awful lot of people that do believe that they are going to see Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, and that whole squad back in the Super Bowl again this year and hoisting that Lombardi trophy. Uh, if you do follow us on Twitter, you saw the beautiful Lombardi toss uh, there as our gif of the day. But we got loads to talk about. Sure we'll do. have the full team breakdown. We'll have the full schedule predictions. We'll have the full season betting preview. And then we'll give you our best fantasy advice and start stash or pass. So four loaded sections coming at you today. And it's time to get into section number one of the day. The entire team breakdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, all that being said... We're going to kick it off as we always do. I got uh, offensive losses and Mags will have offensive additions. We'll go through the entire offense, give you some 2020 numbers and our 2021 outlook and predictions. We'll do the same for the defense. Talk a little bit about the coaching staff and then we'll get into the schedule on the second segment. So let's dive deep into this one now. First things first, ladies and gentlemen, the key losses for Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into uh, 2021 here. They didn't really let all too many guys go. As you know, they have officially returned all 22 mm-hmm. starters that we saw in Super Bowl 55. Unheard of in Unheard. this era of NFL. So absolutely crazy that they were able to do that. But that all being said, they did let a few guys go. Anthony Alclair, tight end. Joe Haig, right guard. Earl Watford, right guard. The aforementioned AQ Shipley, center, but he still is help, helping out down there in Tampa Bay. Kenyon Barner, LaShawn McCoy, and TJ Logan, all running backs. Obviously, you know uh, some of the names in there, but uh, those are all running backs they let go. My partner will tell you some of the key additions that they brought in, but overall, I don't think that uh, they're going to hurt too much offensively, but they necessarily didn't bring in all too many key pieces. Partner, 
what do you think as far as uh, the key additions here in Tampa Bay? Yeah, as you mentioned, not really anything to write home about here. Gio Bernard, I guess, is as far as names go, is the biggest one, but he's probably going to be buried on this depth chart for mm. uh, you know a decent running back room here. Out of the draft, they pick up second-round quarterback, potentially the uh, heir apparent to uh, and now Tom Brady's throne here in Tampa Bay, Kyle Trask out of Florida. Third-round offensive tackle Robert Hansey out of Notre Dame. And then fourth-round wide receiver Jalen Darden out of North Texas. That about does it for the offensive side of the ball here, partner. Nothing crazy to write home about, as I mentioned. Yeah, there's not going to be much crazy on the defensive side either. No. As far as losses and additions go, this was not the team that really made any moves no. whatsoever. And, and obviously, you can kind of deduct that knowing that they brought back all 22 guys. That all being said... Let's talk a little bit about some 2020 numbers before we dive into 2021 here. As far as the offense goes, they averaged six yards per play. They rushed the ball 38.22% of their plays and passed on 61.78. Completion percentage across the board, 64.27%. Their third down conversion was a little bit less than you'd uh, actually think, 44.35%. But there is a key reason to that I'll tell you in just a second. And in the red zone, 64.56%. So not bad. You would love to see him keep it right. Right around there. Now, as far as that third down goes, they need to really improve not running the ball so much on early downs right. this year. Uh, it was one of the key pieces that uh, Warren Sharp really, really dug into. And hey, they cannot afford to do that. If there is anywhere they need to improve, it is there massively because that third down number or the third down conversion percentage so low because they had one of the longest second and yards to go in the league close to some of the bad, bad right. teams that we've talked about in the past. So they really need to correct that this year. And honestly, in my opinion, they got a little bit lucky last year in some spots. And, you know, you see the bright, shining Tom Brady and the Super Bowl, and they did everything. If you kind of look back, and we'll talk about it over the course of the show, there was a lot of spots that they got right. lucky in and afforded them the opportunity to even be in the Super Bowl. That all being said, I felt like I've said that about 15 times a day. Let's move into 2021. Back from the past into the future. Projected week one starters Thursday coming right up. Uh, offensive side of the ball, starting with the offensive line. They got Tristan Wirfs, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, and Donovan Smith. Either on the right on the left sometimes blocking mostly in this offense catching passes you got mr rob gronkowski looks like he'll be getting the start but oj howard coming back and also competing for receptions mr cameron Brait. so they do have a very solid tight end room once right. again here in 2021 as far as the wide receivers go uh same classic names you know them antonio brown mike evans and chris godwin we'll talk about them plenty when we get into uh the fantasy section of the uh of the show today and then uh, as far as running backs go, uh, you have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. And then uh, skip these two guys, but the fourth and fifth guy projected on the wide receiver depth chart. The little speedster still gives my man uh, nightmares from time to time. Uh, I'll eat all of that. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Scotty Miller, you know the name. If you watched the uh, Bucks and Packers game last year, you know the name. And then Tyler Johnson also uh, looks like he'll be coming in as well. And then, uh, you know him, the GOAT, Tom Brady, don't even need to say it, Blaine Gabbert behind Behind him and then Kyle Trask in from Florida behind him so hey if I was Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask I would be loving my life right sure. now learning from sure. the goat and having no problems or issues in the world <clears throat> now as far as this offense goes my opinion I think it's still going to be really dominant I think that they need to improve upon that early rushing 
are on early downs. Obviously, that is a very, very critical thing for them. They need to pass more on early downs. They need to be less predictable as an offense. And if Bruce Arians can really start opening up that passing game with Tom Brady knowing the offense in full now and not going up to the line and kind of imagining what's going to happen, he knows it like the back of his hand now. He's got no problems with his knee. He might be 44, but I don't give a damn what you think. For a time, it is not a factor for that man. So I think this offense is going to produce once again here. We'll talk about it more in fantasy, but I think it's going to be hard to kind of target what guy actually does produce. And mm -hmm. I think that is their main focus is to kind of lead away from some of that predictability. They want right. to spread it out all <laughs> over the field. Right. That's my thoughts in general, partner. What are you thinking about the Bucks offense here in 2021? Yeah, you really can't add too much here, partner. I mean, the one thing you talked about as far as a third down efficiency uh, and putting themselves in those long third down, second down situations, not only were they running on first down way too often, their efficiency running the ball when they did wasn't that good. Yeah. So uh, one way or another, either their running efficiency needs to pick up or they need to just get away from that altogether. <laughs> because, I mean, we know the names now, Fournette and Ronald Jones. Fournette obviously took up took himself up a level in the playoffs right. and that was less of an issue playoff but Lenny baby. playoff Lenny so I kind of I don't really have any uh, expectations as him turning himself into a regular season Lenny all of a sudden I don't so, think so. Uh, and I do like uh, Ronald Jones quite a bit so I'm interested to see who gets the bulk of the workload there or if it's closer to a 50-50 split but overall I mean obviously it's hard to be pessimistic about this offense it's really just how high are they going to, you know, allow their ceiling to be here with those early uh, early downs and what the, what we're going to see from that? So, obviously, I'm optimistic here. I love this receiving core, the tight end core as well. So, it's really going to be, uh, you know, when does old father time come to pick off Tom Brady? And I don't think it's going to be this year, much like you mentioned, partner. I don't think it's going to be this year either, but let's see what the guys at SFA have to say. Key rankings, courtesy of them, as always, the quarterback room comes ranked as the third best unit in the league. So obviously they have plenty of faith that Tom Brady still continues to produce at age 44. Offensive line, third best unit in the mm. league as well. So actually uh, a little bit surprising there with some of the losses, but obviously they have enough faith that they can uh, continue to produce and keep Tom uh, protected and that running game going. Running backs, a hey, 23rd unit in the league. So they definitely do leave a little bit to be desired. There is no regular season Lenny, as we know of. Right. And uh, Ronald Jones is solid, but he depends on some of those big burst plays rather than just consistently five, six, seven yards. Receivers, not much to even question here. Number one unit in the league. I mean, as far as depth goes, as far as capabilities go, I have no arguments with that whatsoever. His offense, I mean, three of the four units that they rank are coming inside the top three. So that's uh, pretty damn good. I think they continue to produce here in 2021. I don't know. I, I know you would think that they were really healthy. You'd see regression there. Oh, they just got so lucky you're going to see regression there. I don't think we see it. And I think the big part is that Tom Brady didn't know that playbook that well last sure. year. And they are coming in like his 10th year in, in New England now. Right. That's the vibes that are sure. going on. And not to mention, you mentioned it already, um, his his knee was an actual problem last Huge year that he problem. kind of swept under the rug. Huge so, problem. you know, maybe we see kind of similar as far as him healing from it, kind of compared to what he was as far as dealing with the injury. Maybe it's kind yeah, of yeah. a similar slowing him down. So... Uh, but I mean, if fuck, if it's 100% healthy, then good grief, we got a we've got a long season coming for the rest of the league here. You best believe it, my friend. Well, that's enough for the offense. We'll break it all down even further as we go over the course of the show, and then obviously in fantasy, duh, we are obviously going to give you our best fantasy advice. So stick around for that too. Don't worry. Defense, though, let's flip the script. 
key losses defensively as always my partner kicks things off on this side of the ball what do we got going into 2021 i know they just let a boatload of guys go my friend i do not have one single name of note to talk about right now because all of the guys did they technically let some guys go sure but those guys either didn't play in 2020 or i can count on two hands how many snaps they played in 2020 they returned so many depth guys i seriously do not i did not write one single guy down because they are that irrelevant all of the guys that they even let go have been cut from the teams that they went to. So these guys are completely a relevant partner. This defense, in my opinion, is quite possibly going to be scary here. Oh, it's going to be very scary, and it's going to be one of the better ones in the league. Yeah. And before I get into the key additions, really not anything to note there either, I totally forgot. Hey, happy hey. Labor Day. Hey. Cheers to you. <laughs> Cheers to you over there. There we go. If you're sipping on that black elixir of the gods, take a nice swig, and uh, let's get back after it. Child, child, please. <laughs> that, that Joe is running good this morning. All right, here we go. Back into it. Key losses or key additions for the defense. I apologize. Nothing really to note here either. Joseph Jones, linebacker, and Antonio Hamilton, defensive back out of a free agency. In the draft, they added a few guys who actually look like they might be some solid depth pieces here to make that defense even more dominant. They added Joe Tyron, defensive end out of Washington, K.J. Britt, linebacker out of Auburn, Chris Wilcox, defensive back out of BYU, and Grant Stewart, linebacker out of Houston. Now, if you know this Buccaneers team at all, and if you know any of those names at all, you know the serious depth that they just added to the pieces that really hey, didn't need depth. No. They were already good. And I think that they added the key pieces that they really need here if, if they were to do anything. Yeah, I mean, Joe Tyron coming in, not having to shoulder that much of a load here in year one, just learning from these guys on this yeah. defensive line while also being a great depth piece is scary to me, man. Oh, absolutely. I could not agree more. Now, I do have some opinions on that as well, as well as this defense sure. in general. But before we dive into that, 2020 key numbers from the defense they allowed opponents to average 5.1 yards per play so pretty damn solid there opponent completion percentage you'd like to see it come down a little bit but they didn't allow an enormous amount of either air yards or yards after the catch even with this 66.96 completion percent opponent third down very solid keep it right here boys 41.25 percent and then in the red zone not too bad. Sub 60, 59.38%. So if you can get that even closer to 50, sign me up for backing this Bucks defense yeah. every doggone week and is one of the best fantasy defenses in the league. But hey, I won't get ahead of myself. We got the fourth segment to cover all of that. Back to the projected week one starters. Holy shit, it's week one, ladies and gentlemen. This is only three days away. So it looks like the defense will be exactly the same. JPP. Jason Pierre-Paul on the left <laughs> side of the line. Vita Vea next to him on the inside, who turned into one of the most dominant interior pass rushers last year. Uh, he got injured. Obviously, it showed widely when he got injured, mm -hmm. and I think that he comes and picks up right where he left yep. off in 2020. Now, Damakong Tsu, obviously, that probably just sent chills down your spine because it did mine as well as a Bears fan playing him on the Lions uh, back in the day. Yep. Never liked to uh, face Ndamukong, and unfortunately for my Bears, we are going to have to do that this year. And well, I'm a yeah. little concerned. Not to cut in, but uh, he is the third person on this uh, defensive line that scares me the most. That's how scary yeah. this D-line is. Absolutely. Part. And then right <laughs> next to him, Shaq Barrett. So this defensive line should have no problem generating any type of pressure, and they should return right to their form. And I suggest if you are a quarterback facing them, you run in the opposite direction as fast as you can. And oh, little kicker this defensive line is only facing four quarterbacks that they faced last year that are veterans yep. all the other ones are rookies or have been with their team for one year 
I think they are going to be dominant. But rounding out the front seven, you got Levante David. Don't even need to talk about him. And you really don't even need to talk about Devin White either. Both those guys' names speak for themselves. And Devin White, even being young in the league, he is still speaking volumes. He needs to improve a little bit in coverage. But what he lacks in coverage, he more than makes up for in blitzing and sheer football ability. Mm -hmm. He is an athlete. As far as the secondary goes, you have Jamel Dean on the left side next to Sean Murphy Bunting in the slot. Then Carlton Davis on the opposite side of them. You got Jordan Whitehead, strong safety, kind of plays in the box and out from time to time. And then Antoine Winfield Jr., 2019 rookie, came in and has absolutely dominated since. Mm -hmm. He is a dog in the free safety position and also can come up in the box from time to time too. I have no concerns about this defense at all, and I really don't have anything that I need to write home about. Is there anything that I missed, pardon? No. I, as far as concerns, I mean, to nitpick, the secondary is not as dominant as their front seven, but because of how dominant that front seven is, it doesn't matter. I feel like I might be able to play cornerback, and I might look okay in this, and I it didn't play defensive football and when I was growing up and playing football. Maybe, that's how, maybe a little uh, off. Maybe, maybe a little but, off, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say here. You understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, as far as how good I think this front seven is. And you yeah. mentioned it as far as that's the biggest thing for this defense. Maybe not the biggest thing, but that's, this is a reason why I think they're going to look like the potentially best defenses in the league is the inexperience or, you know, new system that these quarterbacks that are playing are. I mean, they played Matt Ryan twice. That's one of the more experienced situations, but it's still kind of a new coaching staff. Uh, and Josh Allen is really the other one. All these other guys, I mean, Matt Stafford, new system. Dak Prescott, I guess you could include into that, but he only played five starts last year and then the other guys Jalen Hurts potentially Justin Fields Jameis Winston uh, Carson Wentz Sam Darnold Zach Wilson so I think this defense is going to cause headaches upon headaches every single week for these quarterbacks except for maybe a couple and even then it's probably going to be that quarterback's toughest game that they play so I am through the roof on this defense partner especially this front seven sounds like you're about on the same page as i am yeah. i have no questions comments or concerns on this team let's see if the guys over at sfa do key rankings courtesy of them before we wrap up the full team breakdown front seven comes in ranked as the number one unit in the league no question about it i have no arguments or no qualms with that whatsoever secondary eighth ranked unit in the league i think that number is just a little bit better because of how good this front right. seven exactly. is but i think that they can continue to improve and solidify them himself as a top 10 secondary now talked all about the defense let's briefly touch on the coaching staff returning all for their third full season together you have ba bruce arians yep. byron leftwich and why am i blanking todd bowles todd my bowles. man why am i blanking on todd <laughs> bowles i was i was trying i was saying yeah. t todd bowles yeah uh definitely never leave out todd bowles he will ratchet up a defense on yep. your ass the moment you forget about him i actually thought that todd bowles and byron leftwich were potentially going to be out of town and go get themselves head coaching jobs uh -huh. with what they've done they obviously don't think the magic is over yet. Right, so, I think they want to milk this a little bit longer. So they chose to stick around. They chose to keep hanging out as OC and DC under BA right yep. now. And I think that is a brilliant move by the both of them. Because, hey, even if they don't get the Super Bowl this year, maybe Tom plays till he's 46 right. and they at least get one. Yeah, I think they'll stick around until uh, until that magic they think is gone. Because Todd Bowles, you know, I mean, he was on the Jets and it was, you know, the Jets. So that's why I think he was ruined over there. So if he gets another chance, I think he's going to make the most of it. You know, it was the it was Jets. the Jets. <laughs> I don't know why. I said All right. That. That's the offense, defense, and full coaching staff. Obviously, you know us. We always go down rabbit holes during the whole course yep. of the show. So we'll be covering them plenty more in full. And especially when we get to the betting preview, we got 
Thursday's game to discuss, ladies and gentlemen. We have the opening lines compared to what they're at now. Yep. So that all being said, let's move into the second segment of the day, the entire schedule breakdown, and our full predictions. Okay, everybody's got to know it first. Week nine by week. You thought I was going to drop some crazy uh-huh. information. It's just a week nine by week. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. It is a negated by week, though. The team they play is also on a bye week. All right. Well, we will definitely uh, cover that, too, once we get to the <laughs> end of it with prep, rest and prep. But I appreciate you being on top of the ball there. Um, as always, we won't go week by week. We'll save that for the betting preview when I dish out the uh, weekly lines, weekly totals, all that in between. So let's start things off with our full predictions here. First things first. The division, NFC South. Partner, I'll let you kick things off here today, my friend. How do you think the Tampa Bay Bucks fare in the NFC South here in 2021? I think they clean up here, my friend. They suffered two losses to the Saints last year. Um, and I think these Falcons and Panthers are going to be improved, but not quite improved enough to be competing with this Tampa Bay squad. So I am going to say one way or another, give me five and one out of the Woo! NFC South. Woo! And, you know, I think they clean up the Falcons twice here. I believe they should clean up the Panthers twice, and maybe the Saints figure out a way to win one. However, they do play the Panthers in Week 18. Mm, and I do, 16. And, yep, in 16. But my point with 18 is I do think they'll have uh, the division locked up by that point, so they'll be able to rest some guys there. So I'm going to say whether it's the Saints just straight up beating them, which I'm kind of leaning off of that, or the Panthers getting in Week 18, I'm going to say 5-1 and one, one way or another here. 5-1 and one, one way or the other. All right. Well, as for me, I'm kind of singing the same tune, but not as close. Okay. I do think they split with the Saints. I think we get one Jameis Squinston revenge okay. game. Oh, there you go. One ah, Jameis Squinston right. revenge right. game, That's baby. Fair. It has that to happen. Fair. It right. has to happen. And the Saints win that game in the playoffs last year if Jared Cook doesn't fumble that football. Okay. Period. Period. Panthers. I will also give them a split against the Panthers. Ooh, okay. I think that Week 16, Week 18 deal, fuck, they might even have the the whole division tied up in Week 16. Okay. They might be looking right. by them at that point. And I don't know. If they finish with the, the Panthers twice and the Jets yeah. in Week 16, 17, and 18. <laughs> like, you think they give a fuck mm-hmm. about those games? So I think one of those games are going to drop. You're if Tom Brady cares about winning a football oh, game. Oh, for fuck's sakes, I ain't asking that. But <laughs> uh, that being said... I think they handily take care of the Falcons. Yeah. You know, it, it the one time they play in Atlanta is week 13. They're still favored. I'm not really too worried about it. We'll talk about it a little bit more in depth, but I think they clean house there. So I'll give them a four and two in the NFC South with the split to the Panthers and a All split right. to the Saints. All right. All right. So actually, I got to put you in parentheses. I've given away my trade secrets here so everybody knows how I keep track of everything. All right. Eight <laughs> main. It doesn't matter fucking anyway. I can't do math half the time. Seriously. So eight main games outside of their division. They got the AFC East and the NFC East. Patented by TTL Eesh. Sports Media. Eesh. Uh AFC East. Partner, kick it off once again. What are you feeling here? Out of the, I'm sorry, did you say AFC or a- AFC East? AFC East. Yes, okay, I will go, I'm uh, kind of singing the same tune on all of these. I am going to go one way or another, three and one out of the AFC East. That Bills game is in Tampa, so that might be the, a tough one. But then you also got in New England with a uh, little Bill Belichick, Tom Brady rivalry going on here. So I don't know which one it's going to be. I want to talk myself into the Patriots. Um, that. Tampa Bay Bills game is going to be a hell of a game. So I think they they clean up against the Dolphins and Jets, and then they split between the Pats and Bills. So give me three and one. 
Alright, oh, uh, this just popped into my head. If you needed to question my fandom at all, we don't even play until Sunday night. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm already rocking the shoes. Hey, shout out Mama Bear for the uh, shoes ahead of the season. We got some good fucking luck coming in here, pal. I don't think you got Packers flip-flops, huh? I got Packers socks. Who's, who's, who's fan? I got Packers oh. socks. Not on me right now. I've, I wear oh, them about once a on week. Him. Not on him. Alright. That'll be instead. Yeah, hey, saving you, it for fucking Sunday. What are we talking you can, about here? You can tell that it is going to be a fun Bears Packers season going on yeah, on the me. TTL pod. Oh, <laughs> you fucking wish. Just wait. No, I, I'm not going to wish that on Aaron Rodgers. I'm like sorry. That. I was going to wish something really, uh, really bad, yeah, and I'll never you. do that. Okay, so <laughs> back to the fucking prediction. Sorry for the rabbit hole. AFC East, ladies and gentlemen. I, too, am going to go 3-1. and uh, I do think that the Patriots are the game that they lose. I do not see Bill Belichick allowing Tom Brady and Bruce Arians to beat him two years in if a row. If he's got his full bag of tricks, he's pulling out. Uh, he's going deep into that bag of oh, tricks. Oh, it's only in week four, <laughs> and he's got that uh, game about triple circled, <laughs> yeah. and he's been circling yeah. it since he picked up Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith in free agency. Just to say, hey, Tom, I got two more tight ends that are badass now. How you All feel right. about them? I, I, I think that's how it happens. So three and one for me. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Bill talks for yeah. sure <laughs> hey tom hey tom i got i got two two new tight ends we're gonna run up and down the field on you everybody just do your job everybody just do your job that's all you have to do just do your it's job like 80 percent bill belichick 20 percent coach o <laughs> that's what that I, was i still got coach o in the, in the brain all right into the nfc east we are getting going here all right into uh nfc east predictions as far as it goes from me, I don't think they have any problem with the Giants. They have no problem with the Eagles. And I do not believe they have any problem with the star on Thursday night. I'm still kicking around, taking them at the minus seven and a half. I do think that's where I'm leaning just because I don't think, I think Dak Prescott and that offense are going to spin the wheels a little bit more than we're anticipating here to start because this, this, this Bucks defense has no, no flaws in it whatsoever nope. and no question marks in it whatsoever. So I got him three and then the football team is intriguing yeah. to me. I, I always am interested in what is the football team going to do. That yeah. game is in Washington in Week 10. So it is a very, very good possibility that Washington could pull something out of their ass, a little Fitz magic at the very end of it. You know, one way or another, and hell, maybe it is Thursday night and the Cowboys shock the world. I'll, too, give them 3-1 again out of the NFC East. I can't add too much here. You and I are singing almost an identical tune. I am leaning towards, in Washington, the football team getting that win uh, because I think their defense is also pretty damn dominant. They gave them some trouble in that wild card yes. game last year. If and, it wasn't uh, Hanky. If it wasn't Hanky. Exactly, Hanky. my man. And, uh, you know, he was honestly wasn't even bad he in that game. He wasn't bad. So uh, I am leaning towards that one with an extra little caveat, kind of like you said. Maybe the Cowboys have something. I am not picking the Cowboys to win that game, but it wouldn't uh, – it wouldldn't shock me I don't think so I will also three say three and one definitely not picking the Cowboys but I could see it happening okay real quick Bob Sala has just announced that slot receiver James Jamison Crowder is uh, on the covid list mm. he is trying to test back negative to be able to make the week one game here but big hit for uh, Zach Wilson and uh, one of his dominant slot receivers oh there. Carolina so they Jets, do play right. Carolina so right. it is very gonna be a very interesting game there so uh already with the storyline so yeah. a little bit of something to think about there <laughs> back to the predictions and welcome back to the talking the line podcast the final three games that the Buccaneers have are the Colts the Bears and the Rams 
I am actually really, really interested in the Colts. Uh, we'll we'll talk about this more in the betting preview, but this is their lone pick'em of the entire season. It's played in sure. Indianapolis. It's late in the year. It's week twelve. It is after their bye, but why are they a pick'em? Right. That makes no sense to me. So with them being a pick'em, I feel like the books know something we don't, and maybe Carson Wentz is rocking and rolling. Maybe the boys are chugging by that time. I'll give it to the Colts as okay. crazy as that sounds, right. just because why the hell is it a pick 'em? Yeah, that doesn't make weird. any sense. The Bears <sighs> They get the win over the Bears and they are one and one now. And then as far as the Rams go, that is their lone game that they are an underdog on the season. It's mm-hmm. only by a point, but I could very easily see in them. Riding a high horse here, week one, week two, oh, we're cruising in, and then they come and get smacked right in the mouth okay. in week three in SoFi Stadium. So one way or another, just because I'm very, very interested that those those outside three of two of the three are where it's a pick 'em and they're dogs. So I say one way or another, they gotta go one and two in those games okay. just because of how the books have it priced. That's my betting knowledge All coming right. into that one. Fair enough. I, <laughs> yeah. As far as the Bears are concerned, I'm going to give them the win over the Bears. They in Tampa Bay. They want. They're going to want that lick back. They are absolutely going to want that lick back. They're not going to let them. If it was in Chicago again, maybe, maybe I could see it getting muddy. But that was my reason. Yeah, out in Tampa. No, thank you for the Bears. I, I'm giving them the win to the Rams in what is that week three? <laughs> um, what's that? Continue. I'm, okay, it was okay. nothing in regards to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as far as the Rams, I'm giving the Rams a win there. Rams actually got them last year in week 11 in Tampa Bay. And now with Matt Stafford, I'm going to give the Rams that one in LA in week three. That one against the Colts, as far as what you said, it also um, has me concerned. I, maybe this Colts defense has the right recipe for this Tampa Bay offense, but I'm going to pick the Bucks in this one. I, you know, maybe by that time, if the line is kind of similar and it's a little fishy, maybe I'll change my tune. But as of right now, I, as much as when they're healthy, I like this Colts offensive line, this Tampa Bay defensive line. I think it's going to be uh, giving Carson Wentz some nightmares leading up to it. And uh, I think the Bucks get that win. So give me two and one out of these three as well. All right. Two and one. So five, eight, and three is 11, 12, 13. And let me make sure five, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So then it will be four. Okie dokie. Let me make sure I do this one more time. Five, six, eight, and three is eleven, and two is thirteen. Yep. Okay. So a little bit more convincing on the side of my partner. But if you're rocking with me, we got a lot to discuss here. Right. And uh, we'll talk about it more in the betting preview here very shortly. But if you're rocking with me, the Bucks are going 11 and 6 in 2021. If you're with my partner, the Bucks are going 13 and 4 in 2021. So, one way or another, uh, if you're a little bit less on them in the division, then hey, maybe they do go 11 and 6. Maybe they write at 12. I don't know. It's kind of, uh, there were a couple of games that we definitely talked about. Are like, eh, yeah, right. they should win. Uh, so, uh, with it, him being 13, me being 11. And the season win total being at 11 and a half. We got a lot to talk about sure as we get into the betting preview. So stick around for that. Uh, but there's our full season predictions for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's keep this proverbial train that is the TTL pod just steaming on down the tracks with the third. Or for the theme of the day, the pirate ship with the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, keep pirate the pirate ship, ship uh, 
looting over the <laughs> wide open sea yard. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Train, train on the tracks. Train, train on, on the, the tracks. tracks. Train on the tracks. Um, oh, forgot uh, key rest and prep. Uh, we talked about that uh, right yeah, at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Real quick, uh, courtesy over the guys at SFA, as always, uh, they have two games where their opponent has over a week to prepare, and then three games where their opponent has less than a week to prepare. So a nice little one differential there. T- the uh, Buccaneers have two games where they press play press play where they play on a rest disadvantage and then four games where they play on a rest advantage so plus two differential there Mm -hmm. as well and then they do play two short week road games and they play one game off a road sunday night or monday night football game so a little bit something to think about i know you got your eyes locked on those games what do we got for them yeah as far as that short road week one kind of pushing me maybe to the side of that colts one that Mm. is one of the short week road games they're home on monday night against the giants uh giants actually gave him some trouble last year but this one's in Tampa but uh, more importantly they go to Indy on that short road week so maybe I'm leaning more towards the Colts in that one now maybe, after looking at that one maybe Mags comes over and he goes 12 and 4 and we maybe. got 12 and 5 12 and 5 I apologize I can't do math worth a damn while we're live on the show but uh, you all know that at this point if you're part of the TTL <laughs> faithful uh, but 12 and 5 11 and 6 that makes it even yeah. more interesting so but yeah those are the two actual rest disadvantages the Giants on Monday night off Ooh. the Giants by and then uh, going into that short road week versus the Colts. Okay, so now you officially know everything going on for the schedule. Let's get into third segment of the day, the entire season betting preview. You got that right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back to cashing gridiron tickets. We had a hell of a weekend as far as college football goes. I don't know why all of a sudden I had just been getting kicked in the nuts repeatedly this entire MLB season. Mm -hmm. And the last two days I've decided to bet MLB, I've missed one out of six plays yeah. on both days, so two out of 12. I don't really understand where it's coming from, but hey, if we're going into the playoffs and I'm cashing tickets on them, let's keep it rocking and rolling. But we're here to cash gridiron tickets. Mainly today, discuss how many tickets we're going to be cashing on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, before we do all of that, and before we go week by week and give you everything, we got to go back to 2020 real quick. We got to discuss how they were against the number. How did they do against the game total? What in general was this team when it came to profitability? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I'm here to tell you first things first. In 2020, the Buccaneers had an average line of 4.8, actually exactly similar to the team we covered on Thursday, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh-huh. You might wonder why in the world did my paper just fly <laughs> out of nowhere? It's because we got a nice fan rocking and rolling. The uh, wonderful, wonderful landlords of the TTL Production Studios decided it was a great time to shut off the HVAC unit. So just so we don't sweat our absolute dicks off, uh, we have done so. So thank you very much, guys, for that. We really, really appreciate it. I hope you're uh, watching out there maybe at some point in time. Thank you so much. Um, Back to 2021. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Down to 2021. They are favored by an average of 5.6 points. I already told you a little bit of this, but they're favored in 15 games, and they are dogs in one game. And then they have that pick them that we've talked about a lot now against the Colts in week 12 coming out of their bye. And then in 2020, as far as against the number goes, let me get just a quickie sippy of water. Oh yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't do a little break in between there. So 2020 against the number, 
the Buccaneers were 9-6 and six with an 11-5 and five straight up record. They were 7-5 and five ATS as a favorite and 2-1 and one ATS as a dog. At home, they were 5-2 ATS with a 5-3 straight up record. 3-2 ATS as a home favorite and 2-0 and against the number as a home dog. On the road, not very good against the number. Break even 4-4 four four ATS, but they did have a 6-2 straight up record. We'll see if that holds firm this year. Fans coming on back into the stadium. Mm -hmm. And we saw it in week one of college football. Home field advantage matters. And it doesn't damn near matter as much in college football as it does in NFL because there's a lot of stadiums that are nowhere near as big as the NFL stadiums, and they are still pumping out decibels. Mainly, my Charlotte winner over Duke on on, yeah. on Friday evening. Yeah, that atmosphere was a wild It one. was bananas. <laughs> I just had to get a quick jab for that Seriously, TTL showdown. Jesus. You were uh, jabbing me left and right on Friday, so I had to get you had to get one in here on Monday's show. That all being said, they were 4-3 and three on the road as a favorite, 0-1 on the road as a dog. So something to think about there, too. Maybe that Colts game and that Rams game yep. are the games to target. As far as game totals go, they had an average line in 2020 of 50, 49 and a half. They've ticked it up a point, them being the books in 2021, to 50 and a half. As far as 2020 records go, they went 8 and 7 overall over under. They were 4 and 3 to the under at home and 5 and 3 to the over on the road. Now, as far as as a favorite and as a dog, these numbers do include playoffs. They were 9 and 5 to the over as a favorite and 4 and 2 to the under as an underdog. Mm -hmm. You know I love him. You know he loves him. I know you love him too. A good old-fashioned Sunday teaser, baby. You better uh, keep adding the bucks to oh, yeah. your teasers, ladies and gentlemen. Six, seven, and ten-point teasers, respectively. 12 and 4, 13 and 2, and 15 and 1 for the Bucks. So, no question, uh, you need another extra leg add to that 10 pointer, get it into that plus money poly section, as I always say. Make sure you add them old Tampa Bay Bucks. Most definitely. All right, that does it. Everything from 2020, everything you need to know about. Let's move back into 2021 and talk about the weekly lines. Now, uh, we gave you our predictions, so I think a lot of these, too, as we go through them and talk about them, they're going to either solidify our positioning or might even make us ch change our opinion just a little bit sure. here. So, that all being said, week one, this Thursday, three days away, start of the NFL season, they are now seven and a half point favorites against the Dallas Cowboys. They opened up as six and a half point favorites, so... Key numbers are very important. Mm -hmm. might have been good to lock them in uh, very early on, and maybe the Cowboys keep this right at seven points. Week two, they come in as nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Down to minus eight. Down to minus eight-point favorites against the Falcons in week two. Very interesting there. Week three, they uh, we already talked about that. That is where they are underdogs against the Rams in L.A., only by a point, though. Week four, they're laying three-and-a-half on the road to the Patriots. Give me the Patriots plus three-and-a-half and their money line. Yep. I love every bit of it. Week five, they are back home. They welcome in the Miami Dolphins, so nothing crazy there as far as uh, welcoming opponents either across the country or whatever the case might be, but they are laying seven and a half points against the Dolphins, so a little interesting there with how high a lot of people right. are on the Dolphins. Right. Week six, laying another touchdown and a half against the Eagles on the road. Then they come back to Tampa Bay, laying a touchdown and a field goal, 10 points to the Bears. Bear down. Week eight. 
They're laying two and a half points on the road to the Saints. And week nine, they got their bye. Nice breather. And we get back into 10. They are laying a touchdown on the road to the football team. Give me every bit of those seven points, and I might just be crazy enough to hammer in the damn money line because I predicted they win it. I think that is way too many points for as good as I predict this Washington sure. football team defense to be. And, oh, we might just have a pick from the first guest of wise words in regards to this Washington football team. So stay tuned for a clip coming out on Twitter and all of our other social medias here very, very soon. Now, week 11. They're also laying a touchdown and a field goal to the Giants. I would take that minus 10 in that spot. Yeah. Week 12, though, the pick them against the Colts. Give me the Colts, I think. I think they get that winner, winner, chicken dinner. Week 13, laying four and a half on the road in ATL. And then week thir- or week 14, they're laying four against the Bills in Tampa Bay. Week 15, they're laying a touchdown, this time against the Saints in Tampa Bay. Week 16, they're laying six and a half on the road to the Panthers. Week 17, they are giving eight and a half to the Jets in New York. And then week 18, they come back home to Tampa Bay, close out their season as six and a half point favorites against the Panthers. Now, overall, I told you a few spots that uh, I'm very interested in fading them already. Looking ahead, that Week 4 New England matchup and the Week 10 Washington matchup, the Week 3 LA matchup, and the Week 12 uh, Indianapolis matchup. Those would be my four that stick out the most for me. Outside of that, I think the Bucks are going to be really, really, really profitable against the number again. However, in some of these tighter games, Atlanta 4.5, Buffalo minus 4, New Orleans minus two and a half. You're going to have to really think about it. And maybe even the touchdown spreads. You know, Saints minus a touchdown. Uh, you look at the Dolphins minus seven and a half. I mean, some of these teams that they're getting a touchdown against are very, very scrappy. Mm -hmm. And they have more than enough <clears throat> opportunity to keep it within a field goal. So. Sure. I think you're going to have to be tentative. I think you're really going to have to do your research. I think you're going to have to tune into the Talking the Line podcast still Monday through Friday, <laughs> yes, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Might be uh, 11 to get our best bets of the day and cash tickets on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or maybe the team that they're playing. Either way, I think it's going to have to uh, take specific spots. But you know where I'm sitting. I love the Rams. I love the Patriots. I love the football team, and I love the Colts. Partner, any specific way you're leaning? Anything jumping off the board at you? Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm honestly not sure if we're going to see. I think we might see a profitable ATS number, but I could see it being, uh, you know, a eight and nine type ATS season, and I, uh, you know, still winning 12, 13 games. And the reason I say that, the average line ticked up, and it's those ones that are now minus seven and a half that really have me concerned. There's mm -hmm. going to be certain spots where they absolutely destroy whoever it is they're playing. But there's also going to be some games that are unexpectedly close, and they're going to be some trap spots for these books to pick up some money on uh, the public hammering in the Bucks because they think they're going to absolutely destroy teams. I mean, you look at last year's schedule. They lost to your Bears. They only beat the Giants in New York by two. Mm -hmm. uh, they beat the Falcons in Atlanta by four. So some of these road games where they're over, uh, you know, a touchdown or more, I, you know, I think. There's going to be a few more spots where I'm picking off those games that might be closer than people expect, as opposed to laying the seven and a half points. Like that Dolphins game, uh, you know, it is in my, or excuse me, it is in Tampa Bay, but that's not a far travel by any means for the Dolphins. So, with that being said, maybe I think, you know, the Giants and the Eagles, I think they should smoke them, but I don't know. So, I'm going to be really tentative on uh, some touchdown spreads here. What do you got? Da -na -na, da -na -na. Head coach. Of the Houston Texans, David Coley oh. has announced a week one starter. <laughs> oh, it is going to be D Tyrod Taylor. Uh -huh. So the Deshaun Watson saga rages on.
Did we talk about a quick rabbit hole? Did we talk about their actual online depth chart where it's Tyrod Taylor? I'm blanking on who their backup is. Nobody third, and then just other is Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. So uh, very interesting <laughs> so as what in the weird, hell dude. is going to happen in Houston. But that is way too messy of a rabbit yeah. hole for us to go any deeper in. So we're gonna climb on back out and stick with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against some of their lines. Now, as far as game totals go, my friends, um. I think this will be an over team. I really think it will be, but it's going to take some specific yeah, spots. Um, you know, I was interested in the over at first uh, this Thursday's game. Sure. 52 is what it opened at. Down to 51 and a half now. <laughs> lost the hook. And the over's getting the big money. So that reverse line movement definitely scares me yeah. a little bit. And Seems too easy. It seems way too damn easy. And I think this Bucks defense is going to do enough to limit the uh, Cowboys. And I think that the Bucks offense spins the wheels a little bit to kind of start things off. I, I don't want to say that they're going to be how they were at the start of last season. But sure. still, I think they're going to spin the wheels just a tiny bit here to start the season until we get that cohesion and rocking and rolling right. back again. So I would say I might take the under on Thursday. Take uh, take a look at my best bets. I haven't officially locked it in. Obviously, we got a few days left here still. Three officially. But as far as that, nothing really jumping off the board at me. Any numbers, anything key for you? No, I once again, I think it's going to be week to week because while there's going to be certain weeks where this offense puts up a lot of points, there's going to be certain weeks where this defense absolutely dominates their mm. opponent. And, you know, the Bucks might put up 30 points and the game might stay under. So it's going to be taking uh, real specific weeks. And I think we could see right around, uh, you know, 8 and 9, 9 and 8 over under type record once again here. So I just had to drop in a quick RNC. <laughs> I uh, I think eight, nine, nine, and eight is going to be right around there. It's definitely going to take those yeah. uh, specific spots. So that all being said, well, we're talking about game totals. Let's talk about a season total, Ooh, my friend. Um, already mentioned it to you. I'll re-mention it again. The Bucks season win total is set at eleven and a half wins right now. The over is at minus one fifty, and the under is at plus one twenty-five. If you're with me, you know that uh, we are going 11-6. and six. If you're with Mags, are you shifting on the Colts game? Uh, I uh, Hold firm. Uh, All right, uh, so you'll sure. be going 13-4. and four. <laughs> uh, So we'll say 13-4. and four. Now, obviously my partner's pretty firm cemented on the overside of there, even if he does give the win uh, to the Colts. However, I'm a half a one short. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't want to say you're wrong, partner, but... I think I might be leaning on the right side. I think that there's a few, just those key games that it's going to come down to, the ones that I mentioned are extremely valuable betting-wise. Right. And then depending on what they do in the division, if they go 4-2 and two in the division and they do what I predicted and somewhat of what you predicted as far as the outside games outside of that, I'm not going to play it. It's very, very intriguing at plus 125. It might be a sweat and a half, so maybe I put a half a unit on it just with a little plus money, but it just seems too easy that it the does. Bucks come it out does. and rip off over 11 and sure. a half. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I'm mostly right there with you. I'm not going to be hammering in that under, but uh, I'm also not going to be hammering in any, any over. Minus yeah. 150, certainly not. And then yeah. you go up to over 12 and a half, I think, at plus money. I'm less confident that they get to 13 wins. I think 11 and 12 is going to be uh, their win total. So the Bucks nailed it. They made it way too tricky for you to find any value on this. I, If there is value and you're sticking at 11 and a half, I think the value might be on that under, but... 
I uh, I don't want to be the one who bets against Tom Brady once again, and then he reels off 13, 14 wins. I, I, that's no, just a, that. less of a betting handicapping style and more so just I don't want to be embarrassed by a Tom yeah. Brady awesome season here. And I also don't want to eat that chalk and run the risk of them not being as good as Super Bowl 55 champions. So I think this one's a stay away. Yes, sir. We've given you plenty that are plays. We have some. We'll be putting them out here shortly. You can uh, also see them on our tally sites. If you haven't gone on to tallysite.com, check out our landing pages. If you don't want to peruse through all the leaderboards and everything, just go to talkingtheline.com. Check out our Today's Best Bets tab, and you'll see all of our profiles there. And you can just click on that, and it'll take you to our landing pages. You'll see all of the additional stuff and stuff like that. But if you do have the uh, Action Network app, you can follow me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. You can follow Riley at rmags. And then once we get to the regular show back in business, you can follow our best bets at Talking the Line. That all being said... It would appear that the Bucks will probably be probably be back in the 2021 playoffs. The books are at least thinking so. Yes is at minus 650 and no is at plus 430. Partner, you got enough cojones to back the no at plus 430? Yeah, they're going to score. No, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. No, absolutely not. I was going to joke and say uh, no, but uh, yeah, not happening. All right, so I will neither be uh, backing at no. I do believe we see him back in the 2021 uh, playoffs. However... Might be a little shaky from time to time, and they just squeak on right in there. However, let's take a little bit of a gander here at some division, conference, and Super Bowl odds. Division-wise, the Bucks are third. No, sorry, no, they that's are a typo. Not. That's that is my a bad. Typo. That is a they typo. Are that is my first bad. <laughs> in the NFC South. I was about to say, how do they have minus 240 <laughs> odds and in the third spot? That's my bad. No problem whatsoever, partner. We are corrected back in action. The Bucks are first in the NFC South, minus 240 odds. You hear it from us all the time. There is no reason to eat the chalk like that on a future bet. Yes, the Bucks will probably win the division, but there is no reason to lay it at minus 240. No, if there was one in the entire NFL, this might be the one because I really don't see any path where they don't win the division. Sure. But like you said, I still am not uh, trying to... I, I mean, I don't have the means to put enough money to make minus 240 valuable. This would be have to be a real, real high roller that uh, can sweat out uh, you know, a six-figure bet on this one. Wise words from you, partner. Hey, always bet within your means. Yep. Maybe, hey, maybe that was a little bit of a trend, too, oh, on oh, episode oh. one. I don't know. You're just going to have to tune in and find out. As far as the conference goes, they are first place, obviously, in the NFC, just like the Chiefs are in the AFC. Uh, plus 300 right now to win the NFC, and uh, you know my pick los angeles rams baby and i think that they get the job done um honestly i just keep coming back to that coming back to that and as high as we are on the bucks as much as we like them i think the rams get the win in the early season and i think they see each other again in the postseason and yikesy kapikesy that's when uh the old rams get the job done okay I'm, I'm going to stay away from this one. Obviously, I'm a giant Packers fan, so I wouldn't hammer this in. But even aside from that, trying to be unbiased, even take me You're not... a fudge packer? Went, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I don't think plus 300 is enough value for this one just because I think there are other teams, like you mentioned with the Rams, the 49ers, the Packers. I think there's too many teams that are going to be in this conversation that are... Not that far away from the Bucks, and uh, you know, might even be just as good as the Bucks. So I really don't think this is very valuable here. And uh, you know, I, out of an entertainment standpoint, I'm going to be hammering in my pack. But uh, take aside that, I even if I wasn't doing that, I don't think I would make any play on the NFC winner just because I think it's anybody's ball game, at least out of the top four or five teams. Most def, I couldn't have said that any better myself. And then Super Bowl Fifty Six, their first plus six fifty. 
the books are setting it up for them to repeat, but I don't necessarily know that you should be hammering that in, ladies and gentlemen. It is incredibly hard to do so. Yes, sir. Not saying Tom Brady can't uh, dial it up, get it rocking and rolling. Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, they can all do it, but it's going to take an awful lot yeah. here in 2021. Mr. Tom is the last one to do so in 2003-2004, but... It has been 2003, 2004 since it's happened. Okay. Well, hey, a little bit of a little glimmer of a sidebar there. How about that action? So that does it all. Division Conference Super Bowl. Wrapping it up. Some side bets. Um, really no value here with any of the guys. Um, I think that they're, the targets are going to be spread out all over the receivers. So yeah. I don't think you can really target touchdowns or any type of reception or yardage. I don't really know that. Either one of these running backs are going to be anything to write home about. Now, if Tom Brady lights it up like he has in the past, his 44-year-old ass goes out there and absolutely destroys everybody and once again silences every critic on the market, potentially give me an MVP for plus 1,200. I don't know that I'm locking it in right now, but it's always worth a little bit of a sprinkle. The old dog does some tricks, and he makes it back to the Super Bowl. There's no question in my mind he's getting MVP. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, I I don't know that there's too much value. I don't hate what you said. I, I mean, it certainly is possible. Uh, I think there's going to be too many guys that are going to be passing for uh, north of 45 touchdowns. He had 40 last year, uh, much to a lot of people's surprise. Well, I mean, maybe not your surprise if you're still uh, back in Tom Brady week in and week out. But uh, I'm not going to be hammering this one, partner. But I do have uh, another one on this list that I am interested in here. Oh. Oh, right. I Next see. Page of the list. Next yes, page, sir. you added a little something under my nose. All right. So. Chris got wow okay Chris Godwin over under 1,075 and a half receiving yards gimme 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 I'm oh, thank you yes, for dropping sir. that down doing a little extra insight yeah I'm taking the over here he finished with 840 last year but it was through 12 games and he was hooted it and so if you go on pace for that same uh, yards per game production he goes for 1,080 which was and that would have been in 16 games which would have been enough for this number now not only do you add a game. But two years ago, 2019, he was right around 95 yards per game. I don't think he gets quite back to that, but I do think he gets an uptick and goes right around 80 yards per game. And he puts up 1,100, 1,200 yards in this season. So I do believe I am going to be hammering in Mr. Chris Godwin over 1,075 uh, receiving yards here this year, partner. I am uh, rather excited that you put that down because I hadn't looked at his total yet. I was going to do that here uh, pretty soon with them starting on yeah. Thursday. But doggone. Mike Evans is right around the same number, too. Uh, you know, maybe tough for both of them to go around 1100 yards yeah. but uh i think and we'll talk about this a little bit in fantasy i think we might see just a tidbit of a drop off from mike evans okay. and you might have okay. to tamper expectations but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a second uh because that does it everything for the full season betting preview let's keep it moving right along fourth and final segment of the day you know how we get down here at the TTL pod. We're fantasy nerds at the end of the day. We love PPR. We love QB points. We love a good kicker getting us seven or eight to push us over and beat our arch rival in our league by 0.47 points. There's nothing sweeter than it. So please sit on back. Relax once again if you got up too, too tense. Maybe we were bashing your bucks when we <laughs> talked a little bit of some of the, the betting there. Relax. We're going to give you some good value here as far as fantasy goes in the fourth and final segment of the day. Start, stash, or pass. Okay, partner, kick things off here. 
First things first, QB room. Tom Brady and the other two, I won't really I'll mention them, Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask. I don't think either one of them are worth a uh, stash in my mind, but I'm interested to see what you're thinking about the GOAT. Are you targeting him in your draft? And if so, are uh, you starting stashing or forgetting up what I'm saying and passing on him altogether? No, I, uh, I'll i be interested in Mr. Tom Brady this year. He was actually number eight quarterback fantasy points last year. I think that's probably about the ceiling, somewhere between eighth and twelfth as far mm. as fantasy points this year. Now, that doesn't mean that he couldn't be an MVP caliber player. Some people are saying, oh, he's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback. Probably not. That's just not the way that, uh, you know, this offense is run as far as racking up those fantasy points. So yeah. is I think he's going to be right around. Actually, maybe he should be right around where I draft. But uh, typically there's at least one, uh, you know, one Tom Brady homer that goes a little too high on him. <laughs> and Mr. Scoot. Yeah, there's a certain person we know. But regardless, I think he'll be right around there. And he should be uh, week to week have some solid value. There were a couple games that were a little concerning that I looked as far as his uh, like under 10 fantasy points that you might be a little concerned mm-hmm. about. But. Overall, yeah, I'll take Tom Brady once again this year. Yeah, I definitely uh, supplant him in the QB1 tier. I'm not uh, all too worried about him still producing at a high level, but it is going to have to be that late round, and I think... There's always that one guy in fantasy teams or fantasy leagues that uh, is more of a Tom Brady homer than he needs to be and right. drafts him way too high and then kind of gets bit in the ass for it. So I still I, I would definitely have, I would definitely try to get some Tom Brady insurance, though, because, you know, we're not betting on uh, Father Time catching Tom Brady. But uh, it's whether it's this year or the next five years there, it's only a matter of time before you need that insurance. So might as well get it uh, while you can. It is always worth a thought. I appreciate you mentioning that. Now, as far as the running backs mm-hmm. go, are you starting, stashing, or passing altogether on Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette here in Tampa Bay? You know, I I would be interested in stashing both of these guys. I'm less interested this year because... We just don't know who's going to be getting the bulk of the carries. And I think it's going to be, once again, closer to a 50-50 split. Mm. And while they certainly both have value, you know, you just don't know who's going to be the guy that scores double-digit points, who's going to be the guy that scores single-digit points. Are they going to run all over teams? And both these guys have value. So... For the most part, you know, I'll stash them just because, obviously, if the other one gets hurt, then the other one has a lot more value. And, uh, you know, one of them will still be a nice desperation play. But for the most part, I'm not too interested in these guys just because I I think it's going to be a little inconsistent from week to week for both of these guys here. Yeah, in my fantasy notes over here, I wrote in big, bold letters, avoid. Yeah, okay. Um, You know, I, I put Jones in the RB2 tier. I put Fournette in the flex tier. I put Bernard in the flex tier. I think they all have fantasy value, but I would definitely stash them. I'm not going to go out of my way and make them my lockdown RB1 right. or RB2 or maybe even my number one flex option. They're going to they're gonna be solid pieces that you can have there and potentially steal away from other people from time to time, but avoid in general. Do not go out of your way to try and get this backfield on your team because even though they had the dominant playoffs, Leonard Fournette and then Ronald Jones could spark from time to time. I mentioned it earlier in the show. Ronald Jones really depends on that big explosive playability, and I don't know that we necessarily see that too much. I think, personally, we see B.A. keeping the rock in the hands of uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, more often than not here in 2021. Yeah, the only reason, I'll mention it one more time, the only reason I would even be interested is if one of these guys gets hurt, I want the other guy, because I did have Ronald Jones last year, and there was a couple times where he was the go-to guy, and it was a nice week, but aside from that, no thank you. All right. As far as the wide receivers go, now I made a pretty brash statement just a little while ago, so I got to kind of back that up now. 
I mentioned it in regards to Mike Evans. Um, I just don't know that he's going to consistently produce wide receiver one numbers like you need. I believe he's going to be a dominant, dominant, dominant wide receiver two. But I think there are going to be weeks, more often than not, that Tom has to either target Chris or he has to go in the direction of all the tight ends. And he might not have but two catches for 47 yards and he misses a touchdown by three feet and they don't target him again. Okay. That's not something I'm trying to live with. And I think across the board for this receiver room, the receptions are going to be hard to come by. I don't really know who's going to go off from week to week. I don't know who's... Like sometimes Scotty Miller might slot the hell in and put up 25 points because he's got the hot hand. Maybe AB has the hot hand and he's burning them out of the slot. Maybe Godwin has the hot hand. He puts up 250 and the other three guys put up one. Like, I think out of anywhere, I would target Chris Godwin. He would be my lockdown wide receiver too, no question about it. But as far as wide receiver one value, I think maybe that ship has sailed just a little bit here in Tampa Bay. So I'm not going to be targeting them as my wide receiver ones, but I will target them as elite wide receiver twos. And I would put definitely Chris Godwin, then Mike Evans, and then a little bit of a toss up between what we see between AB and Scotty Miller this year. Scotty Miller impressed the hell out of me. I had him uh, as in my flex spot from week to week last year, and I really, really like Scotty Miller. So might be targeting him in the late rounds once again. That's my thoughts on the wide receiver room. Partner, are you lining up with me or are you a little bit different? A little bit. I think I am a little bit higher than Mike Evans than you are, but Chris Godwin, excuse me, Chris Godwin still is my number number one choice out of here. Evans was a number 11 fantasy receiver last year, 15.5 average, but Godwin missing those games, I don't know what his final ranking was, but he had a 15.9 average, so he did have a higher average than Mike Evans, and I think we see that again, so... Godwin would be my first target, but you know, kind of like you, I know you weren't super low on Mike Evans. You're just kind of talking him down from being that bona fide number one receiver, and mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you there. I think there is still some potential. You're, I think you're, if you're taking Mike Evans, you're really hoping that he becomes that uh, huge red zone threat again and is scoring a ton of touchdowns, because uh, that is certainly possible. But you know, kind of like you, as far as maybe those catches and yardage being a little bit lower, and maybe he has a week where he doesn't get in the end zone. Maybe he does have a bad week, so. I'll certainly take him as my wide receiver, too, so I guess I am pretty close to you here. I'm a little higher on Antonio Brown than you are. He had a 14.6 average last year. If he's playing the whole season, I might be interested in taking him. He seems like he's slipping in drafts, but uh, you know, maybe Scotty Miller comes up and bites him. He only had 6.4 average, but kind of like you're saying, maybe that improves, and now he's more of a focal point in this offense. So I'll let you take up uh, Scotty Miller, and maybe I'll take a flyer in AB. But uh, you know, I think there's some value here, but... Uh, like you said, I think uh, wide receiver one might be a little out of the question here. Absolutely. And obviously, that's all my opinion. I have not gotten that from anywhere. But what I did get and what kind of led me in that direction is per Warren Sharp, courtesy of this man. I mean, he has the best info out there. Last year, Evans posted career lows in targets with a 6.8 average, receptions 4.4 average, and yardage with only 62.9 per game. And not to mention, he only had four wide receiver one scoring weeks. Okay. So you cannot depend on a guy to be within a wide receiver. the same team within their team? Okay. Yeah, four wide receiver one scoring weeks across the board. Okay. Yeah, just how his point scoring, right, right. he made okay. it in the, the top of the wide receivers in fantasy. Okay, I got it. So, uh, I didn't know if it was like throughout the league or like yeah, within yeah, their the team. As throughout the meant. league. Yeah, no, yeah. no, throughout the entire league. So yeah, as far as standard or PPR scoring across the entire league, mm-hmm. if I didn't make that clear, four wide receiver one weeks across the board. Mm-hmm. So 
if your wide receiver one's only giving you four weeks that are yeah. wide receiver one production, kind of tends to think he's going to fall into that elite level wide receiver two. So there you go. There you have it. Just something I wanted to mention as to why it kind of led me in that direction, why I think we just see a tidbit of fantasy reduction here from Mike Evans. Now, partner, I'm very interested to uh, hear where you're leaning here with this next positional grouping, the tight ends. We got Rob Gronkowski. We got Cameron Brait. And now coming back after the injury in 2020, my guy, O.J. Howard, the juice. Are you starting stashing or passing on this room altogether? You know, I'm not starting any of these guys. Gronk was number eight. Uh, number eight tight end last year, 9.3 average. I think he takes down kind of like what you're talking with. OJ Howard comes back just being a little more crowded and maybe OJ Howard gets a few more uh, opportunities and takes a few more opportunities away from Gronk. That being said, I'm not really interested in OJ Howard because, you know, Gronk is still there. I just think it's going to be too crowded this year to uh, really rely on any value. If I'm in a pinch, I'll still take Gronk as my backup tight end. But uh, overall, I'm going to be mostly passing on this uh, tight end room here. I think so too. I, I might be a tad higher. I think Gronk is going to be a playoff asset. I don't think he's going, I think he's past his regular season, huge pop-up numbers. Yeah. I think he's going to have maximum three to five receptions a game. And those might only go for about 30 or 40 sure. yards. I don't think we see classic Gronk. I think he's more of kind of a decoy. Kind of piece. like key spots where he's going to have success. Not so much just yeah. full game plan type success. And I success. think Cameron Brait is going to be that deep ball tight end threat. He's going to kind of get out and get around. And then I think O.J. Howard is going to turn into that red zone guy. I think he's going to come back and he's going to be that red zone guy for him. So if I'm targeting anybody, I think it's O.J. Howard. He showed some serious flashes. B.A. loves him, loves to use him in a ton of different looks. And I think that if you're targeting anybody, I would target Juice. I know my partner said uh, he would target kind of Gronk. I'm a little bit on the fence there just because there's far too many weeks now in my mind that uh i just i look back over the course of last season that it was just single digits single yeah. digits single digits and i try and at least get 10 points weekly oh, yeah. out of my tight end if you can get double digits you're sitting in a pretty good spot so i think oj howard with his touchdown potential that definitely raises his ceiling a lot so i think he would be the guy he's not my tight end one i would definitely stash him and have him as a good uh te2 option maybe against some of the poor tight end defenses in the league some of those new linebackers they'll definitely target there so something to think about i would stay away in general but uh, definitely worth a stash on gronk per my man and on oj howard per me Cameron Braid's still solid, but uh, just from a fantasy perspective, I don't think he gets it done this year. Hey, kickers are people too, man. What the hell are you leaving them out for? Well, we got uh, kind of an interesting situation going on here. They got Ryan Suckup and then Jose Bor Borregales. Borregales. Uh, Jose Borregales, because that is just so fun to say. I can't even lie to you. That is just a fun last name to say. <laughs> Uh, you got those two guys competing for the kicker spot. Suckup uh, obviously has been in uh, Tennessee over the course of the last few seasons. And, you know, he'll put up a game here or there. He'll have a game here or there. But I just think more often than not, he might get you negative. He might miss a very key one here or there. I, I might be talking too far ahead, but I just don't know how much I can trust Suckup. I, I really have never gone out of my way to get him. You might have a different opinion than me, but I've just never really gone out of my way. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to get him. He was the number seven kicker last year, so a lot of times with kickers. Uh, and like you said, maybe I, 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 
I don't know if I looked as far as like how many he missed when he was negative, that type of stuff. So maybe if you're going that deep on kickers, maybe look at that. But, uh, you know, I typically just want a top 10 kicker. Sure. And uh, if he's going to be in that conversation again, if they're going to be putting uh, this offense in position to score, then sure, I'll take suck up once again here. Show enough. And we've said it about 50 times over the course of this show. But uh, defense, you start stashing or passing partner. Starting most definitely. They were actually number seven last year, and I think they're going to crack into that top five. In addition to not being only really, really good, but also kind of what we mentioned as far as some inexperience, whether it's quarterbacks or inexperienced uh, situations for these quarterbacks, I think they're going to be a top 10 or excuse me, top five fantasy defense. And they might be worth you, uh, you know, taking a defense a little earlier than you're usually accustomed to, because mm-hmm. I would not be surprising to me if this is top three, if not top one fantasy defense this year, partner. How about you? I would. 150% be on the same page. I don't really have much more to add. I think the uh, turnovers are going to be pretty doggone solid. I think yeah. you're going to get a lot of production from there. I think you're going to get a lot of production from the sack department. And then I think this uh, special teams rips off something here or there. Okay. I haven't looked in too deep as to who the returners are going to be this year, but I know they just got absolute speed up and down this lineup. And if for any reason they might feel like slotting in AB as a uh, returner, you know the man still got a little bit of magic. That's, Scotty Miller's in the mix, oh, too. Scotty Miller's in the mix. I mean, that's Tony Two Tap. I, I I don't I, I do not <laughs> not go against Tony Two Tap. No. He still's got plenty of magic in his feet. So that all being said. That does it for the entire fantasy analysis, courtesy of the TTL crew in the fourth and final segment of the Tampa Bay Bucks season preview. Start stash or pass. Whoo. All right, my friends. All right. We have officially completed the Tampa Bay Bucks season preview. All four segments covered in full. If you missed anything, hey. This bad boy is going to be here all the way to and through the NFL season. We're only three days away now. Ooh. I am absolutely losing my Ooh. mind. I am surprised my head is not flown off my body. I am just buzzing at this point in time. But it will stay here. It'll be here. You need to go back and look at any of it. You need to go back, get some key insights and trends. It's all going to be there all the way through. We might even uh, create a little, I was kind of kicking this around, creating a playlist and just dumping all of the NFL special editions into one uh, playlist as yeah. well. So I might go ahead and do that for y'all uh, as I uh, as I think about that. Actually, let me write myself a doggone note here. Edition uh, playlist. <laughs> it is a playlist. Okay, beautiful. All right, so... Before we get into the rest of the show, a little RMAG sidebar, a little important TTL updates, a little everything in between, we got to send these Tampa Bay Bucks into 2021 the only way we know how, just like we have done for every team before them. So as always, two B.A., Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, and Todd Bowles, we wish you the best of luck on your historic run to try and repeat what few teams before you have done and that is go right back to the Super Bowl and win it once again 55 champions 56 hopefuls and it just so happens you got the quarterback at the helm that was the last quarterback to repeat in the Super Bowl so if anybody has the chances I like yours the best to every member of the offense defense and the entire Buccaneers franchise we wish you the best of luck here in 2021 and as always, Godspeed. Godspeed. All right, my friends. That's officially official. Tampa Bay Buccaneers season preview is a wrap. Paper or plastic? You pick. Paper.
Okay, I'll sit in plastic. That all being said, <laughs> let's keep it moving right along. Get this show wrapped up. We got 15 minutes of the usual, then a little motivation minutes. We'll get y'all out of here. So first things first, partner, anything melting on the brain? No, 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 no. <clears throat> partner, anything burning on the brain, ah. melting on the heart, festering on the soul ah, that you, you have been <laughs> dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 118. Holy shit, time flies when you're having fun of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Labor Day, September 6th, 2021. All right, my man. So I have been doing these, uh, you know, all-time stat updates, and there is a certain guy on this team oh. that is at the top of them. I'm oh. not touching him because we all know that he's in the top of just about every single quarterback yes, category. Sir. Yes, sir. Because there's actually a couple of other guys that are pretty relevant, one of them being extremely relevant. Mr. Rob Gronkowski is actually 15th all-time in receiving touchdowns all-time with 85. Oh, okay. Go I was ahead. gonna take a wild guess. I was gonna take a guess how many. Oh, sorry. Had. No. How I many? How many do you think he needs to get into that top? Uh, top ten though. He's top, he's fifteen right now. You he said? is fifteenth with eighty five. Eighty five. I would say he's got to at least get to one oh five to get into the top ten. Top ten. It is right around a hundred. I believe actually, if he gets, I it's top ten is a hundred. I think two guys are tied for ninth, right around a hundred. So. If he has a like five six this year, I think he gets to twelfth. But uh, you know, if he puts up a hell of a season or two, he's gonna be right in that top ten. And uh, you know, he's already a Hall of Famer. But uh, maybe he can get himself up in that uh, record books. No kind doubt. of surprising here. Mike Evans is actually eighty second all time with sixty one touchdowns. Wow. He's been a big touchdown threat, wow. and uh, you know, that's only twenty four touchdowns away from fifteenth on the list. So if Mike Evans, even if like you said, he kind of dips down, if he still puts up eight touchdowns a year for uh, you know, a few years, he's gonna be right up in that top twenty list himself. And uh he's only like twenty seven, twenty eight. I wouldn't put it past him if he gets up there. And he's been with the Bucks his entire career, right? Yep. A lot of, you know, the majority of that is Mr. Jameis Squinston passing the yeah. ball. And, uh, yeah, now in this new new offense with all Tom Brady and all those shiny bells and whistles, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, his targets are down a little bit. But uh, I think he still puts up a nice healthy touchdown number at the very least, even if your prediction is correct as far as his catches and yards are concerned. All right. Well, thank you for that sidebar, partner. You got us all updated and informed on the uh, Bucks and key numbers there. Hey, no doubt in my mind, Gronk, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, no I don't gosh. even have to uh, question it. Was, uh, that. Yeah, three years, four or five years ago he was. Yeah, for sure. So I, jeez. Um, and then also, uh, you know, that was interesting on Mike Evans too. I I was thinking that, you know, he might be in like the top of hundo, but I mean, doggone, 82nd, pretty damn good. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, this is about where uh, – Either it's taking you all your career to get to this number, or you get to this number and then you kind of fall off. So ah. it's, you know the guys that get so maybe up there. My prediction is right. Maybe so. You know, really the guys that get up into that uh, top forty, top fifty are the guys that stick around and keep putting up those numbers. All right. So you heard it here first. Kind of all encompassing. What season do we see from Mike Evans here? This is going to be very interesting because we got some differing opinions, but then some same opinions. So hey. Stay locked into the Bucks and uh, remember our words. There might be some truth to what we're saying here. All right. Thank you, partner, officially for Most your sidebar. And now, a couple of key, critical, important updates. Now, if you've been tuning into the TTL pod every single day, you've been hearing about these updates for a while, but we're just going to cement them down so you know all about it. Today was the third of the final three, or I guess the first of the final three, whatever way you want to look at it, 
of the NFL Special Editions. We will be wrapping them up on Wednesday with the Washington football team, and then we got the Tennessee Titans tomorrow. So after all of that is wrapped up on Thursday, we'll be going back to business as usual. Thursday will most likely be um, just like a NFL, I'm going to say NFL special edition, but uh, uh, Thursday night football special. Sure. So we'll have picks, plays, props, best bets, everything in between. We're uh, diving in. I already got uh, four different props that I got my eyes on that are pretty say. doggone valuable outside of, I haven't even really made my uh, spread and game total picks right. yet. So I'm on the fence. Yeah, me, me too. Fence. I got I got to look through little things. I got to see some line movement. I got to see some money. I got to look at a couple projections. So still a lot of work to do on that end. But that uh, that Thursday, that will be the ninth business as usual. We'll be back to uh, the regular TTL pod. Before I go any further into this week, on the 8th, that is the Washington Football Edition, after the live show is complete, sometime between noon to 2 o'clock, I'll tell you the official time, but after the live show is complete, the first official episode of our new show, Wise Words, will be dropping. We are so, so happy to bring this to you. Our first guest was an absolute electric factory. Uh, maybe if you haven't seen the clips on Twitter, I'm not going to tell you who it is. You're going to have to keep sticking around and finding out. Uh, but if you did see the clips on Twitter, you know, and uh, you actually got some free money courtesy of him yeah, this man. week. Gave no us sweater. a free pick, no sweater, went to the pay window, and we actually got two more picks from him. Yep. Future plays for the NFL that have ridiculous amounts of value. Yeah, one that I agree with, one that I didn't, but uh, it's at least got me thinking about it a little more. No, I am uh, <laughs> all over with it. the analysis. Uh, I know which one you're thinking uh, that you're yeah. disagreeing on, not the team that we're both extremely high right. on. Right. Uh, I liked his analysis on that. So yeah, kinda, that's what I'm saying. Kind of riding me over, but I, was me like, about it. but I was like, damn, my Super Bowl pick. Damn, my Coach of the Year pick. Damn, what the hell? So maybe you a little foreshadowing there for you. And oh, just maybe you see that pick in the featured content section on the homepage of talkingtheline.com. Maybe you see that pick floating around Twitter. Maybe you just need to tune into everything TTL because, ladies and gentlemen, I have been telling you for the last, oh, geez, I don't know. What do you oh, think geez. here? Oh, you geez. At least since we've been going live, yeah. since you've been seeing our smiling faces Monday through Friday, 10 to 11.30, I have been saying, please, come on board the rocket ship. We want you with us. We want you hanging out. We have a special seat reserved for you. I also have been saying we are nearing closer and closer and closer to orbit. Ladies and gentlemen, we have touched the atmosphere, and the boosters are about to engage. So I suggest, if you haven't got your tether rope firmly secured to the rocket ship, please toss it on up, we'll slap it down, and we'll make sure you make it to the moon with right. us, because we are hammering the fuck down. We've got seats on board. We've got ropes flying off so you can, hey, you know. We got we got everything. <laughs> and we have extra oxygen tanks so you're not going to lose your life when we enter the atmosphere. I promise. You got to get on now, though, yeah. because we are about to go through the absolute roof. And every one of you that has been with us from the jump, our tight core, our niche, you know who you are. We know you by name. We talk to you outside of the show. That's what we want. 
We're not suits. We're not some men in the high castle. We love to talk to you guys outside of the show. Sure, this might be our profession. Sure, we might be professional sports analysts when you might not consider yourself that. But we still want to connect with you. We still want to build those relationships. That's what we do this for, to make the sports gambling industry and community bigger and better and stronger. And it's only getting bigger and better and stronger day by day. So stop wasting your time. Stop going to all these random pages that don't even have avatars and and they're stealing plays. Like, boys and girls, I'm not going to get into that rabbit hole, but please... Look at what you're following and liking before you follow and like it. I mean, I know we're a couple of dumbasses here, but for crying out loud, we're giving out winners. We're giving out stone-cold information. And, I mean, hey, if you just want me to tweet two words, I suppose I can, but I figure this brings a lot more value, you know? So, hey, tell your brothers, tell your sisters, tell your uncles, tell your mothers, I don't care. TTL Sports Media is for all. We are for the daily degenerate or for the first time better. We want to help you learn. You will never feel like a dodo bird here at TTL Sports Media. Just because you made a goofy play that we think you shouldn't have made, we'll help you correct that. And we promise that. So please keep coming around. Get on the rocket ship and let's go to the damn moon because we have more shows coming, more content coming. Oh my gosh, we might have plans to see you live at a stadium near you. I don't know, but you just got to keep tuning in because as I say every damn day, ladies and gentlemen, and it ain't no damn joke, you are soon going to find out that when Mr. Colt and now Mr. Riley take on something, we take it to 250%. Fuck 100, 150, and 200. We blow through all of that. There is no stopping. You are about to see huge things coming. So please, please, please stay locked in. That's all I can ask. You might enjoy a show from time to time. You might not. But I can tell you, you definitely will get good analysis and advice. And we're going to be cashing tickets. I might have to whip up a graphic of our rocket ship. I was thinking of ideas. Instead of like ropes, we could have like the, the roller coaster ride where they got the swings going around the giant carousel. <laughs> and people are 50 feet up just, you know, swinging on the on the seats, on the nose. You got its own little, you know, roller coaster <laughs> track. Oh, it's going to be, we hey, got a ship and a half over need, here. We need to find an artist to uh, draw this I'll whole thing up. See what I can do. All right. All right. Little, 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 <laughs> see what see you can what do what with I some Canva. Do. Yeah. <laughs> little right. Canva pushing little in there. Photoshop. Hey, I would be I was thinking a whole hand-drawn, beautiful little nah, bit of something. Look no further. All right. <laughs> well, that all being said, now you know wise words, everything. Wise words coming out Wednesday, this Wednesday, September the 8th, right after the live show is complete. Our first guest, nothing but wise words and nothing but nuclear yeah. power plant energy. I cannot tell you how fun it was to do this. We had loads of laughs we had loads of serious time it was such a quality quality interview and we can only hope that every one of our guests from here on out continue to do the same and we're only going to keep making it better um definitely areas we could improve correct we always think that but hey we're just going to keep making it better and uh keep bringing all the good content to you guys so can't wait to bring it to you last but certainly not least this upcoming friday we will be back to full business as usual. You'll see my picks, Mag's picks, the special play of the day. We'll dive into a money line dice roll, and we might be skipping ransom reactions now. Uh, we might have a special sideshow for that. We could talk about uh, all types of different stuff, maybe a 30-minute show 
completely on the side. So something to think about there too. But Friday will be the first official, official back to business episode where it is just like you used to see before, before we started the NFL special edition. So just something to remind you there. But outside of that, I got nothing major. You guys are all up to date. You know everything going on, partner. Anything I missed, anything I didn't discuss. No, sir. Let's keep it rocking. All right. So last but certainly not least, my friends, you're updated everything TTL Sports Media. You know everything 2021 Bucks. You know everything about other teams potentially betting. What did we leave out? What did we leave out? Ah! That thing that no other show in the sports gambling industry on this planet does. And that's give you extra inspiration and motivation at the same time we give you insights and analysis. So as always, from the bottom of my heart, let me close out this show with my Motivation Minutes. All right, my friends. A little bit of a special one for you here today. A little bit of a two-parter. Some different perspectives here, depending on where you might be in your life. Now, if you have been a fan of the Moat Men's in the past, you know I have my quote of the month. Well, we are at a new month, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's the sixth, but first official week of the month. Quote of the month, my friends. Listen good. This one's going to smack you right in the chest. Never give up on something you can't go a moment without thinking about. Never give up on something you cannot go a moment without thinking about. Now, I could stop there. That's good enough, I suppose. You could roll down a bunch of rabbit holes with that. But I wanted to give you some perspectives with this. First side of the coin is coming from the perspective of you haven't made that jump yet. You haven't made the leap yet. You have this passion that's burning in you. But you don't know how to go after it. You don't know how to make it successful or to turn it into a reality. So instead of doing so, you just sweep it under the rug. It always comes back to your mind from time to time, but you never act on it. Today is the day that you stop that. Today is the day that you stand on the cliff's edge. You look across the wide open landscape that is dark, trodden, scary, unpredictable. And you spread your wings and you jump. And you choose to keep flying no matter what comes at your way. You might drop a few hundred feet from time to time, but just keep flapping. I promise you. I promise you, you will keep coming back up every time and your wings will only get stronger and stronger and stronger. And of course, that's only a metaphor, but you know where I'm coming from. And I've said this a few times before, but if it itches, go scratch it. Stop letting it itch at you and not just trying to scratch it. Just try. How do you know? How do you know you won't be able to do it? Far too often when we get to these points in our lives, we always find the why nots. We always go right to the, oh, I'm not as tall as my father was, so I wouldn't be, in, I wouldn't be able to be successful here. 
Oh, I'm not as smart as my mother was, so I won't be able to be successful here. Oh, I was never blessed with this ability, so I couldn't definitely go pursue that. Oh, I would never be able to refine myself. Stop finding the why nots of to why you can't chase every dream and passion that you have in this life. Start finding the whys as to why you do measure up, why you are good enough, why you have every ability in the world to chase your dreams and passions. And if you don't, you have the ability to evolve and to grow and to add to your repertoire and to add feathers to your wings and become stronger and stronger and stronger by day. And that's perspective one. Flip side of the coin. We're already in the hallway. We already made the jump. You've been following my motivation minutes. You know my hallways. When one door closes, another door opens, but it's hell in the hallway. You're in that hallway. You're hitting wall after wall after wall. You're giving it your best effort, but it just seems that you're not finding that success. Maybe you are. Maybe you need to refine your version of success. Maybe you need to look at where you were, where you're at, and where you're going to be. Maybe you need to think about how much work you have put in to get to this point, and if you decided to give up right now, it would all be for nothing. Gave you a few metaphors or mental images to think about last week. And with the second part of this, I wanted to give you this. Picture yourself, and you might have seen this meme before, but picture yourself underground, in a dark cave, you got an axe, and you got a lantern. That's all you have. You have ability to see, and you have ability to work. And you're picking away, picking away at that cavern, trying to find the diamonds, trying to find the gems, trying to find that success. And you keep going and keep going. And one day, you just think, fuck all this pickaxe. Forget all of this. I, I'm tired. My arms hurt. The lantern's starting to go out. I got to find more oil for the lantern. It's too much. I can't do it anymore. Meanwhile, above you, just only a few feet, someone is doing the exact same thing. And they're picking and picking and picking and at just the moment that you decide to turn around and say screw this I'm done I can't do it anymore it's taken too much from me and you turn around and walk that man reaches the exact spot that you were at and he keeps picking and picking and picking and just at that moment he finds the diamonds he finds the gems you are right there You are so close, you don't even know. And if it is burning inside of you and eating at you every day as to why it has not happened for you yet, you are even closer than you might believe. Because in the moments where we feel the most pain, the most hurt, we deal with the most trials and tribulations are those moments that the beauty is about to come. The success is about to roll forward. So not for me, for you. Don't give up. In the great words of Jim Valvano, don't give up. Don't ever give up. You have more to give. You have more to offer 
You are worth it. You are enough. You are almost there. Promise me. Promise yourself. You're not going to give up. So those are the two sides of the coin here today. And I know we got pretty deep. I know we went uh, pretty in-depth there. And I hope that hits you right here. I hope you're ready to stand on the cliff's edge and spread your wings and fly. I hope that if you're in that dark cavern and you're thinking about turning around, you're just going to keep picking. Not for me. For you. Never give up on something that you can't go a moment without thinking about. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Good stuff as always, my man. I really don't know what to add here. I mean, you nailed it. Uh, both the aspects of it right on the head. So I can't, uh, I can't add too much here, my man. That is, uh, <laughs> that is what I shoot for. So I shoot to be able to, uh, to you guys go down some rabbit holes and I will keep doing these every single day. I will keep bringing these every single day. I don't want to say I'm a swami. I don't want to say I'm a genius. I just take it upon myself to try and share some of the things that I have learned in this life and from others that I look up to and have applied in my life to help me survive this thing we call life. I'm not a genius. I don't take the credit for any of this. There is a much higher power working in my life and gives me all these things to bring to you guys. So keep tuning in. You need a little extra inspiration and motivation, and I will keep dropping down my motivation minutes. You best believe it. All right, my friends, six minutes past the regular hour. Just beautiful. Went a little bit longer on the moat men's there, but it was importante. That all being said, partner, one final check. Anything we missed, didn't look out, didn't find. What's going on? Jorge Masvidal wants to be a title contender again and also beat up Jake Paul and Logan Paul. What? For ESPN. So there you go. I don't think those two things really, uh, at least not in the immediate future, don't really gel together there. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. Either way, there's your to close the show. To ask you a question based off that. Drop it on me. I'm the resident. Yeah, we know. Would he? There's no shot he's going through the same division that he's gotten his ass kicked against Kamara Usman. Correct. He's never getting a title shot. Well, he might. I mean, they're giving Colby another title shot again, and I don't. I don't need. I don't. Yeah, I don't Don't need to see Usman again. So does he? Is there a world he goes up or down a division? He could go down. Ah, fuck. I know he would. That the weight cut to 185 right or 170 right now is murdering. He's basically him. perfect where he is but right what, now. What's as far he going to as... do? Try and run through 185 and then challenge Izzy at some point no. in time? Like it just and, and even if he did make the jump, then I mean he'd have to go through Brunson right now. Yeah. He'd, he'd have to go through a lot of guys. Brunson's on his way to getting the title shot. Brunson's on a five fight win streak, yeah. my friend, and he, he is might be tearing it up. the hell up. Now you got to remember that Izzy pieced that son of a bitch up yeah left right I mean, center to get to where he is 100%. now I'm not saying he but, would beat izzy by any means but but he is looking good and i'm very very interested to see what Derek does if he continues to improve and how fast we see him back yeah. and if he is number one contender now couldn't really get anything out of dana over the weekend i, yeah. I always tune in right after the fights his key thing you guys know me i don't tune I, I that is the farthest thing from my mind at this point in the night 
And then that's his answer, and that's everything, and you don't get anything, and you don't hear about nothing till Shelby and all the uh, guys right. meet up, and then woo-hoo, Which, here we yeah, go. I have to give him props, because it's like, A, that's bullshit, my man, but B, also, I can respect you for not doing a knee-jerk reaction out of the fight type yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, oh, also to mention, if you have been following the Talking the Line podcast and when we do our UFC special editions, you know I'm the resident UFC guy. I had been talking about Patty the fucking Batty. Patty. How, how long have I been talking about Patty know, the man. fucking Batty? Uh, I've been telling you know. about him for so long. I've been telling you about him before we even started doing the TTL yep. pod. I said, please keep your ear to the streets. So about a year, man. probably. Probably. I was like, hey, he's going to be in the UFC sooner rather than later. You just got to let him. And boy, oh boy, did he al- deliver. The old Scouser there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is just an electric factory, man. I mean, he, some of the clips. And, and dude, I mean, the UFC rarely ever does this but just the clips after the fight they were following him all over the place and just trying to pick up everything he was saying i mean he is electric the new man is in town the next ticket seller for sure per patty the baddie so all right there's everything all of our banter all of our nonsense motivation minutes tampa bay buck season preview everything in between time to put a cap and the cherry on top of the proverbial sunday that has been episode number 118 of the talking the line pot Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, fans of the NFL Shield, NFL bettors, fantasy football players, anybody joining us I might have left out, far and wide, from myself and Mags. Thank you so much for stopping by episode number 118 of the pod. We can't tell you how much we appreciate all of your support and all of your following. Be sure to tell your friends, brothers, uncles, neighbors, sisters, everybody in between, because we are going to the moon, ladies and gentlemen, and you are not going to want to miss the trip. All that being said, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Labor Day, unless you have other plans. Make sure to check out our best bets of the day on the Action Network app and TalkingTheLine.com so you can meet us at the pay window and say right alongside with us. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>